Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, which means you better be on your best behavior all throughout the year. And if you're not, well, too bad for you. What's going on, world? It's your boy Eddie Cool, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, the last Sports Bros Podcast of the year, 2022. All right, and y'all know that I cannot do this by myself because. It's not as fun when I do this by myself. I got my bros with me. I have not only one, but two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Well, I see we're off to a wonderful start. Um, Eddie Koo busts out some song today, so I'm going to bust out some song as well. We're just going to steal um, Scotty D's whole stick right now. <laughs> You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Bah, 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 bah. That's how I feel about the holiday season, bar humbug and all that stuff. I'll actually be working on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because you know what? Um, that's how life has um dealt me a lump of coal. I'm just kidding. But that's how I feel about my Panthers right now. But, but, but my bad. My bad. Oof. Getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah. uh, let's go, go ahead. And, um, let's Amtrak. Introduce the other guys. So I'm going to get my license. God. Oh, oh, my oh boy! Yeah, yeah. We're gonna save you yeah, yourself we, right we, now. We 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 had an away game in Charlotte. All of them freaking yellow towels and everything. I'm the and you know what? It was like the city of North Myrtle Beach. Just all everybody went to Charlotte that weekend because we got nothing but Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Oh, my, my bad. All right. And, so uh, before, oh, I'm, oh. I'm I'm getting on this. I'm I'm be live. I feel your sentiments. <laughs> I'm glad I was at work, and I'm glad I turned my TV off to save my high blood pressure. All right, and the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. He is the where ass- most of these Pittsburgh Steelers fans are from. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> he sorry. is the assistant athletic director at the <laughs> Trinity High School. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Who Our is final we? episode of the year. Our final episode. We're gonna take a couple weeks off, but but for right now, for the moment, I'm I'm still just trying to catch my breath after the World Cup. I, I, I'm I'm it it just completely swept me off my feet. It blew me away. Uh, we'll talk about that momentarily. But I also want to say, not just Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, but um, as, as we release this episode on Tuesday, our friend Max. One of the original listeners is having surgery, and I hope you come out of it. And this episode is dedicated to you. And I also wanted to say, because you know, Max, Ma- Max has been listening to us since the beginning, and his and I friendship has gone beyond the walls of overtime sports cafe where we met. And we we wish you the best. We we've been talking about you last time. We wish you the best. And we hope that uh, as you're lying there, getting stronger and recovering, feel better. This this episode is dedicated to you and makes you feel better. And we also want to say, Happy Hanukkah. To Uncle Max and to all those who celebrate Hanukkah, I don't want to be known as Scott Yeh, 
So happy Hanukkah to wow. our Jewish friends out there and Merry Christmas for the rest. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and cover all bases. Happy Hanukkah ones of Christmas. Bam. Yes. All, all of it. All in one foul swoop. But fellas, Christmas is a handful of days away. But let's go ahead and hop right into it. Right? We're gonna hop into it, hop into the top of the order. Yeah, this is a this is the, the, the weekend that was giving. Oh boy, a lot of whole lot of gift giving. It was a whole lot of gift giving. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. Wild, crazy, entertaining, heartbreaking, bleepity bleep, that's cuss words. It all describes this past week that was in the NFL. So Scotty D gave us a brilliant idea this morning. He said, you know what? Uh, Let's conduct a poll. And see which topic we should lead off with first here on the Sports Bowls podcast. Shout out to everybody that participated. And the four topics are the house always wins. Hashtag lateral gate in Vegas. The second topic was hashtag deja vu. Matty Ice melts in the second half. The third was let it snow, let it snow, let it snow in reference to the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. And the fourth and final one, and Dak we trust, America's team suffers from inflation. That was a good shot to be loud for all for nicknaming all those. And the winner, drum roll, please. The house always wins. Hashtag lateral gate in Vegas. And these four um topics were in reference to what was the standout game of week. 15 in the NFL. And so for in reference to Lateral Gate in Vegas, if you have not seen the end of the Patriots <laughs> Raiders game, just pause the podcast right now and go look it up. Just look it up. Patriots Raiders just look, it'll, it'll pop up. I guarantee yeah. you it'll, it'll be, pop it, up. It'll, it'll probably be the first thing to pop up. First thing. And so we have that. We have deja vu. We have uh, Matty Ice melts in the second half. That's unfair to him. But it's in reference to the Indianapolis Colts versus the Minnesota Vikings. Because at the, at the end of the first half, the Colts were up 33 to nothing. The third one was let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, because I'm so mad about that. But I bench for people because it was supposed to be snow all throughout the game, but it ended up snowing. The snow actually came in the fourth quarter, and the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. First of all, fire whoever's decision was it for the Miami Dolphins to wear white traveling to Buffalo. Please, the, the, the fire whoever's decision that was. Fire. But um, Buffalo Bills uh, players um, wiping away all the snow off the ground, using their hands, their feet, and everything to make a clear path for the kicker to win that game. And then the fourth and final one in Dak we trust. America's team suffers from inflation. The Dallas Cowboys being up by 17, but to lose to my boy. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars all roads lead to Dabo. Fellas, 
That one wasn't supposed to be in the choices, by the way. I know it wasn't, but you, you left you me went, up. You, to it. you went rogue. You went rogue. <laughs> what do you expect from me? Of course I went rogue. Of course I'm gonna put my own stank on it. <laughs> but Scotty D, I know that fourth one wasn't supposed to be in there. It got very <laughs> little representation anyway. But I, it was that was my own joke. Oh, Scotty D, what stood out to you, sir? I, I, though th- these games were all like memorable for their own reason. Obviously, the biggest comeback in NFL history on Saturday. Uh, then we took a little break and let the Ravens and Browns play. And then you had the snow game on Saturday night with the with the Dolphins and Bills. And then the the incredible finish to the to the Raiders and Patriots. First of all, the Raiders caught a break with the touchdown that tied the game in the first place because there was no definitive angle to show whether that toe was in or out. I believe that the toe was out, but I don't believe that you could make the call to change it. I think that they did the right thing by that. And then the, the lateral thing. And uh, what, what's, the, what's the receiver who threw the threw the backwards lateral over to Maggie? Jacoby Myers. He's getting a lot of heat for that. But why did the why did Ramondre Stevenson lateral to him in the first place? It was obvious that Belichick just wanted to take a conservative approach and let's go to overtime. And you start lateraling like the game is tied. You're trying to pull a, a Cal Stanford, which made no sense. And and we all saw the result. But to but, me, out of out of all those, the, the most memorable to me was the snow game. I thought that was the most fun, the 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 the, the game that had the most on the line, the most meaning because it was Buffalo, who had just a week ago moved into the number one spot, trying to get revenge on Miami, who beat them earlier in the year when Buffalo kind of had a little bit of a struggle. So this was actually had a lot on the line for Buffalo to maintain first place in the division. And Miami really needed a win here because they had just dropped two in a row and they were on the slide. Now you add in the fact that it snowed all morning and the fans were getting there and their seats are covered in snow. I have a friend that went to this game and showed me a picture and like, where are you supposed to put it? Well, they decided we'll put it on the field. We'll just start throwing snowballs out there. (laughs) And it was kind of a fun thing at first. They were actually throwing them at their own players when they scored touchdowns in a fun manner. And then I I guess a a little bit of ice ball started coming out and they had to put the kibosh on that and say, stop that. You bills fans. No, no bills, mafia, no throwing ice balls. (laughs) We're going to penalize the team. And then, the game itself was phenomenal. And then in the fourth quarter with Buffalo down, they, they have a chance to tie the game with a two point conversion and Josh Allen, he gets the ball hit and it's fumbled. And it's kicked back to the 30 yard line. And they go back and review it. And they say that he breaks the plane and, and the, the, on the TV monitor. I think it was Sanchez actually was doing that game. If I'm not mistaken, they're, they're drawing the line. They're showing the tip of the ball, break the plane. It was like, Oh man, how do you make that call? It was so close. And then it comes down to them setting up for the game-winning field goal, and the linemen are out there brushing off the field with their hands, trying to keep the uh, get a little place in the snow for the kicker. I thought that was the most fun game of, of <laughs> all of them. You know, I, I really did. I thought of, out of everything, that game was enjoyable because, it, you know, you see a game like that, it takes, takes you back, well, me, maybe not you Southern boys, but playing snow football when I was a kid, you know, being out in the yard, playing playing in the snow this time of year with, with all the other kids in the neighborhood. That was fun, and and to me, I lo- I love that kind of stuff, and I, I thought that was the most memorable for me, as far as just how fun the game was. But these other two things were more significant. Be live. Oh well, um, when you say significance, I you I I really think because if Miami wins this game, they're only going to be a game behind the Bills, 
and they will own the tiebreaker. So that, I mean, but now the Bills are up by, they're up by three games on them with three games to go. Yeah, they locked the division up. Pretty much locked the division up. So, but I, I mean, that was a fun game to watch and everything like that. The other two um, other games, any cool, what say you? What what was your um thought process? What was the most significant of these games of this weekend? What say you? What stood out to you? You remember when I said last week a team that desperately needed a win, and I said the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and then they were dead and buried at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, I'm not going to say I told you so. I'm not going to say I was right. But this ain't looking too good for Justin Jefferson and Kirk. You like that, cousins and crew. It's not not looking too good for them. So in order for a team, that there should be no way in the world in the National Football League where you're up or you're up by 30. You're up by 30. All you should be doing is running the ball, eating clock, or as, as B Live used to say, we play Madden. Tick, 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 tick. Hashtag B Live ball. <laughs> yeah, work, work the clock. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got a thirty point cushion, and what, and and, and you know, all oh, the Vikings can't come back. Like they had them dead to rights. They had them dead to rights. But then they started, and they kept going. And they kept going, and they kept going, and the next thing you know, Vikings win. So Vikings really desperately did need that win. I will say this, Matt Ryan. I think you need to let it go. It, it, I, I, I think this is it. This is it. If we don't see Matt Ryan next year, I won't be surprised because he ain't what he used to be, and Matt Ryan now has the dubious distinction. Of being a part of, of being on the on the wrong side of the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, and then the biggest comeback in regular season NFL history. That win was important for the Vikings, terrible for the Colts. Jeff Saturday ain't coming back, and um, yeah, <laughs> the Vikings really needed that one. Even though Jeff Saturday is the first coach with the last name of Saturday to coach on the Saturday. Fun fact. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor got hurt. The Colts are the drizzling poops. You got DeForest Buckner, who wish he was back in San Francisco, a part of that squad over there, because they're already tearing up the league. But um, yeah, I would say the Minnesota and the Colts game was pretty uh, pretty exciting. And then the Blunderfest you got in Vegas with the Patriots and the uh, Raiders. I mean, just play for overtime. Don't be a hero. I mean, Ramondre, what you doing? Good fantasy day, by the way, but Ramondre, what you doing? And then the funny part about it is when the ball gets intercepted by Chandler Jones <laughs> and poor Mac Jones is in the way, and then Mac Jones just gets muffed. Just get your ass out the way. Touchdown, Raiders win. Wild weekend of football, fellas. Wild weekend of football. What you got to say, B-Line? Man, <laughs> Insanity. That's the only way to describe it. It's pure absolute insanity. Jacoby Myers, what were you thinking? Ramondre Stevenson, what we what happened? But really, at the end of the day, my what what stood out to me more than anything, because God understand, I am a diehard Carolina Panther fan. 
So at any given point of time, there's any any misery that comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, and especially the Atlanta Falcons, brings me great joy. Hashtag never forget. Matt Ryan, God, how sway, how. Not his fault. I'm going to be honest with you. Not his fault. He doesn't play on both sides of the ball. Defense, you got to sit 30 minutes. Stop them. Do something. But the offense should help with the ball. Like they feel like they threw the ball a few too many times. They couldn't really establish a run after Johnson Taylor got hurt. You got a real, real, real rookie um, coach that should at least be a um, coordinator. Before anything, Jeff Saturday, take a few years, take a couple steps back, be a coordinator somewhere. Learn first. You, being an analyst and being a coach are two entirely different things. I guarantee you. Some can, some can't. I mean, it is, is not for everyone. And this proves it right here. This proves that, he, that, I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, if it was for everybody, then it wouldn't be the NFL. 33 to nothing. I was looking at this game and I'm like, oh my God. I didn't went to Facebook and I didn't tagged and tagged and tagged. I said, if any <laughs> you know a Vikings man, please check on them. They are not okay. My man Aaron Melby was at the game. He was at the game as a diehard Vikings fan. Um he um used to live here in Fayetteville. Um Ran Buffalo Wild Wings for a hot minute, and I got to meet him. Very cool guy. He moved back. Um, he moved um the Minnesota. He was at the game, down thirty three to nothing at halftime. Whoo! I'm glad tickets are expensive because if they weren't expensive, I'd have been like, man, if it had been like a twenty dollar ticket, I'd have been, yeah, you ain't got you ain't gonna have me out here in the cold looking at this. But he stuck it through. Skull Nation stuck it through, and man, oh man, again. It comes back to the fact that anytime Atlanta Falcons fans feel misery, because after the game, after Matt Ryan is on the wrong side of history again, I was like, let me post on Facebook. Um, please check on your Falcon friends after watching the Colts Vikings game, because they may not be okay. That that has to be PTSD. They, that that has to be like that. He, Watching that game, you're just like, oh my God, he's doing it again. They do it again. Oh God, 28 to 3. Best meme I've ever seen was literally the helicopters, Matt Ryan, black and white, just like, oh God, oh God, and waking up with cold sweats. Yeah. Oh, did that really happen? How do you allow that's, that? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Man. And, and then they actually had a chance to save the game and going for it on fourth and in, in inches. And Matt Ryan ran one of the worst quarterback sneaks you'll ever see because he, he went into the pile and kind of turned his back and kept the ball away from the 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 line to gain. However, I did feel like that may, may have blown the whistle a little bit too soon to stop his progress because he fell forward eventually yeah. and would have had the first down that would have been able to probably ice the game and it and it didn't work out for them way. They they reviewed it and it was flabbergasting that he didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, all you need is a, is a couple inches. So, 
everything that possibly could have gone wrong for Matt Ryan. And where have you heard that before went wrong for Matt Ryan in that game? Yeah. And so that, I, I don't blame it on him, but that was what those, those are the key plays you need. And they, 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 sometimes that comes to play calling. Me personally, I don't have my 38 year old quarterback running sneaks to get in the yard. I just, I just don't. There's got to be a couple other plays um, drawn up. There's got to be a fullback. I don't care what anybody says. I think every team should have a fullback. They should have that play drawn up somehow. Just get nothing but meat on top of meat. Just put eight a. I was gonna say put eight um eight guys on the line and let's just go to work. I lift. That was uh, you. You just big for no reason. Just big for no reason. But yeah. And uh, yeah, just Buffalo. just be just be enlarged. Oh, go ahead, be live. But yeah, I was just saying across the board, Buffalo Bills, great game to watch. I, I really did love the teamwork of wiping this um getting the snow off the ground, Tyler Bass, perfection. Man, and they were oh, smart enough to not use their towels to do it because that would have been a penalty. They were out there doing it with their on literally bend over with, <laughs> with, their, hands, with their hands, their team icy cold fingers. Yeah, <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. And Bills, Bills Mafia, every every dude that had their shirt off in the stands, y'all y'all crazy. It, they were it, crazy. It, it, it ain't that serious. You I loved it. it. You, you, you probably got the pneumonia. You probably got the <laughs> pneumonia. Yeah, you, 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 you're probably sick up. Uh, well, that, we got that out the way. Well, um, who blew it this weekend? Who just absolutely just ran it down the leg, became the drizzling poos? Like, oh, my God, you were uh, – who blew it this weekend? Um, my, my answer is going to surprise you because a lot of people would think that I would go one direction. Now, I've already vented very much at the beginning of the program about what upset me and where I think they blew it. But that's not the answer. It's not the answer because there's two sides to every coin. And my Carolina Panthers are in the same exact position they were last week. A game out of the division lead, they win, they're in. Same exact position. Panthers went out there. They win the last three. They win the division because they face Tampa again, and they would have the tiebreaker over Tampa if they won because they've already beaten them this year. So the team that blew it, Eddie Cool, can you give me the names one time for me? Can you give me the names? He's a he's a he's a he's a seven time Super Bowl winner. Oh, oh, okay. He, he's the leading quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me the names from the one time. Tom, Edward, Patrick, Carmichael, Terry, Dalton, Jimbo, Bubba, <laughs> Ray, Jeffrey, Alexander, Order of Canada, Brady, the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> Esquire, attorney at law. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were up 17-3 to at the half. They had this game in hand. They would have won this game. They'd have been two games ahead because all the other teams, I mean, the Saints beat the Falcons, whatever. 
Giants. But now, because they just let Joe Burrow be Joe Cool in the second half, now Tampa Bay is sitting at 6-8. and eight. They're still top of the division, but they're one game ahead of all three of the other NFC South teams because the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Aints are all 5-9. The, the drizzling poops of the NFC South, Tampa Bay could have been two games ahead and been in, um, been in a comfortable spot to make it to the playoffs. But they could not get the job done in the second half. And Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, I thank you. I shouldn't thank you because it still gives my parents hope and we really shouldn't have hope. But I just, heck, let's make the playoffs and let's just do, let's make Dallas come to Carolina. Let's make them come to Charlotte. Come on. Let us have it, baby. Let us have it. And speaking, yeah. of, and speaking of the Cowboys, uh, after they lost yesterday, they biggity back backed up into the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Backed up into the playoffs. They did, but they blew it. They blew a 17-point lead for the second time this year in the second half and blew any chance of catching the Eagles for the division because, you know, now they're facing the Eagles on Christmas Eve with Jalen Hurts on a sprained shoulder. He may not even play in that game. They were so fired up to get to that game, I think that they kind of lost sight of Jacksonville in the second half and and gave up 500 yards of offense to Jacksonville. So they the, the Cowboys definitely they definitely blew it. Uh, their opportunity to win the division is is gone at this point, pretty much at ten and four, and the Eagles have just the, the single loss on the season. Uh, B Live, I agree with you. I think Tom Brady blew it. Uh, he turned the ball over four times, not only on his side of the fifty, but twice in his own ten inside of his own twenty yard line. I think a thirteen yard line, and and the, and Burrow had not been playing good to that point. So yeah, there's a blown opportunity there, and I, I also I, I think that Washington blew it and. That's partly my fault because last week I started talking them up and saying how strong they had been looking, and they had a chance to beat the Giants on their their field a couple weeks ago. Didn't get it done. They tied. They get a bye week and get a chance uh, just against the same team two weeks later at home and did not get it done, and the Giants now seemingly have put some distance between them and, and Washington for the for that second wild card spot. And uh, had Washington won that game, they you know they would have had another division game with Dallas on the last game of the season in a game that might mean nothing to the Cowboys and might have them resting starters. So uh, Washington blew a golden opportunity there, if, if you ask me. Let, me. let me put this out there real quick. No, the referees <laughs> blew a, a golden opportunity by I was, not I was blowing just, the whistle. That I was, I was just about to say that. I was Ref, just ooh, the referees blew a few this weekend too. There was definitely the, you could say yeah. the referees blew it a cu- on a couple of calls this weekend. And, and in the NFL, you're blowing it if you don't address the roughing the passer call this offseason. We've talked about this before, but again, I'm seeing numerous times. Uh, who did I see the Thursday? Uh, oh, Bosa got, got flagged for. An incredibly terrible roughing the passer call on the Thursday night game against Seattle, and and San Francisco still went on to win that game. But that, oh, come on with that. There was another one I saw, and I can't even remember who it was at this point. But he's roughing the passer calls. There, I, 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 I know I the saw one. I know I, think the I saw one with Justin Herbert. 
I think that may be the one you're looking it, at. It could, it could have, it very well could have been, but there were, there were a couple. But yeah, the, the officials blew it this weekend too. But come, come on, Mike McCarthy, you blew <laughs> it. You and Kellen Moore and Jerry Jones for hiring you and Kellen Moore. You, you all blew it. And 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 Van Der Esch is hard, and the Cowboys blew a golden opportunity. And I'm just, yeah, I'd like to say I'm disappointed, but it's. It's it's expectation at this point. You, you know the Cowboys are going to get to the postseason now. Maybe win a playoff game against a team under five hundred, possibly, and then they they'll go and do something stupid against San Francisco or Philly or Minnesota. They'll lose any any of those three teams in the postseason. So they 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 blew it when they drafted Dak Prescott seven years. Ago. Oh oh here we go. Ooh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Hey Eagles. By the way, you're three games ahead with three games left. There's no reason, almost no reason to play Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys. The, the, rest him, come back to play the Saints, win that, you're in. There's nothing, there's really, you're three, you're three games ahead of Dallas. You're three games ahead of Minnesota for I'm, the first round. I'm pretty round sure he's not playing. I think they've, uh, if I'm not sure if they've officially announced it, but I, I'm pretty sure that he is going to yeah, be out of that game. He may not even be able to play. I mean, his shoulder might be bad enough where he, he couldn't go unless it was like something the last game of the season on the line. And you, I, I don't know, but I, I, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see him on Christmas Eve. No, we probably won't. And um, oh. far, as far as it goes for me, who blew it? Yeah, Tampa Bay, you blew it. You had a chance to get a two-game lead in the division, but you didn't. Um, Tom Edward, um, insert 90,000 middle names here, couldn't get the job done. And um, B-Live, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I watched the end of that Washington Commander skin football team game and the Giants. <laughs> Terry McLaurin looked at the ref and said, look, I am on. And the ref said, okay. And then what happens? He throws a flag. Am I off or am I on, ref? Okay, so whatever. that they, they, you know, They're going about that. And then the very next play was a pass play. The guy was draped all over Curtis Samuel. Hugging him, giving him a wedgie, trying to take his <laughs> shoulder pads off, trying to get the man naked. Somehow, some way, that doesn't get called. So the referees, y'all blew it this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. Oh my God, you a blew it. I'm talking about big green gobbly snobbly boogers. The drizzling poots referees, you blew it this weekend. Tom Brady, eh, we gonna talk about Tom Edward Patrick Carmichael, Jerry Jones, Fish Brady Jr. later on. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about him. We, 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 you are not getting off the hook, Tom Brady. Eh, eh. <laughs> not by a long shot, bro. But anyways, that's it for the NFL talk on this week's episode of the Sports Bowls Podcast. Coming up next, all three of us, we share our favorite memories in the world of sports for the year 2022. Coming right at you after this, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> Back at it again. We're back. That's right. We're back right here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And as I said before the break, 2022, a year to remember in sports. So with that being said, fellas, your most memorable moment in the world of sports for the year of 2022. Be live. What say you for the year 2022? Oh, most memorable, biggest sports story. Where were you the weekend of January 22nd, January 23rd of 2022? 
I know where I was in a bar. Was, of course, I was. I don't know why you got to <laughs> bring it up like that. I wasn't the not the entire weekend, but during that weekend, I mean, there was moments of times where I happened to be partaking of a uh, cold beverage. But yes, that weekend is significant because that was the NFL divisional round playoff game, and. What you will, I don't think you'll ever see anything like this ever again because there were four football games that weekend. You had the Cincinnati Bengals, the number four seed um, going against the top seeded Tennessee Titans. You had the number six seed San Francisco 49ers going against the top seeded Green Bay Packers. You had the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Los Angeles Rams, who ended up winning it all. And then you had the Kansas City Chiefs going against the Buffalo Bills. All four games were won in walk-off fashion. You will never get that ever again. That that was storybook written. Evan McPherson hitting the game-winning 52-yard field goal to propel the Cincinnati Bengals over the Tennessee Titans. Robbie Gould hitting a game-winning 45-yard field goal for the 49ers to beat the top-seeded Green Bay Packers in the MVP, A.A. Ron Rodgers. Matt Gay hitting a game-winning 30-yard field goal as the up-and-coming Los Angeles Rams on their way to winning the Super Bowl take down the defending champs and Tom Edward Fitzpatrick, all the other names that Squire turning at Law III, and the Tampa Bay Suckineers. And then the only one that ended in a touchdown was old Patrick Mahomes connecting with Travis Kelsey with an eight-yard touchdown pass to give the Kansas City Chiefs an overtime victory over the Buffalo Bills. That same game where they gave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds to drive the ball down the field to tie up the game and take it to overtime. Dude! Incredible. That was mm-hmm. in, an insane weekend. I literally want to go listen to that um listen to that podcast that we did that week after that because we were just flabbergasted. Look at that. I'm I'm losing my headset just talking about it because that's how, <laughs> how exciting it was. Man, I was looking over all the things that happened in 2022. Man, you can barely, barely write a script <laughs> better than that. Only thing that remotely came close to being that exciting was the World Cup. We're going to talk about that in just a second. All right, look, I'm spilling the beans. My bad. But I also have to also have to put one more little caveat in there. Albert Pujols. Oh, getting yeah. the 700. I didn't, I, I didn't think he was going to get there. But September Magic and Albert Pujols got hot. And man, oh man, seven hundo Albert Pujols, congratulations, man! Two very, very beautiful stories, exciting, memorable, just ah, that that weekend was just amazing. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this year's um playoffs, but it just it, it, you, I don't think you can match that excitement. I don't think you can. And yeah, both. one game just kept topping the, the other. It just kept getting better as, as right. the weekend on. 
And I think the Bills and Chiefs may have been the last one, and that was the best out of mm-hmm. all. That was, was that was the most exciting, chaotic finish. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. Matter of fact, since you said it's on my Super Bowl, let me go and request that day off work right now because I ain't knowing. Because <laughs> it ain't. Let me tell you something. I worked the Super Bowl one time before at work. It's not enjoyable. When you're a football fan and you look forward to that very day in February, work, work, work on getting a buzz, work on getting this wing recipe together, work. Nah, so I'm going to make sure I get my get my time in quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> All right, Scotty D, what say you? Uh, Beal, I've brought up a good one with Albert Pujols and, and the home run thing. And, and a, you know, one of the biggest stories in baseball this year not only was him, but at the same time, Aaron Judge chasing the Roger Maris record. That was that was, and I don't know if you guys did you see the uh, the, the the situation with the ball, the guy that caught Judge's ball turned oh. down a three million dollars to <laughs> take it to go. auction. I got one point five. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, good for him for being a millionaire, but somebody gave him some bad advice. He he should have taken that three million when when he had it. Um, so so that one w- was significant. Uh, a, a UFC this year saw Israel Adesanya and Kamar Usman, the um, middleweight and welterweight champions, respectively, the last few years, both lose their titles in fights that they were probably going to win by getting knocked out, getting stopped in the fifth round. For the UFC, that was pretty huge this year because it was kind of a transition from those two stars in the UFC. Maybe not as mainstream as a uh, Conor McGregor or a Ronda Rousey, but but it, for the hardcore UFC fans, these th- this was that was a really big deal. And, and also, I uh, for me, I thought the biggest story of the year, and maybe not on a broad scope, but for the sport itself, was the live golf emerging and being the competition for the PGA because we've never really seen anything quite like that before. You know, in the early eighties, the USFL emerged as competition, (laughs) so to speak for the NFL, but they were like taking guys that were out of college and offering more money that the live golf thing would be like the equivalent of back then Walter Payton going to the USFL or John Elway, Dan, like some of the biggest stars going to a competing league that was competing at playing at the same time. And that was completely different. But this live golf thing, that is exactly what happened. You had uh, Cameron Smith win the the U.S. or the the British Open, the Open Championship, and then join the competing tour a week later, two weeks later. (laughs) It caused division. It caused fighting, bickering amongst guys that seemingly the PGA Tour is a peaceful place where these guys get to know each other. They travel together and they're with each other often and, and form relationships and friendships and that was completely strained this year and a, a, a lot of, of bickering and and finger pointing at greg norman there was this it was a huge deal this year it diluted the pool of talent in the pga and it created a, a another league that actually i wouldn't say was such a buzz must see thing because you had to get on youtube to watch it it wasn't even televised there's no contract yet for live golf but nonetheless it definitely made its mark and divided a sport that had seemingly been on cruise control since the beginning of time and it affected the pga in a manner of some rule changes and some more money coming towards their players as well so uh that was a pretty big story i, I thought this year the live golf thing okay. eddie cool how about yeah. you what you got there I'm, I'm or, I'm sorry, did you, did you, do you want to call? No, yeah go ahead i just want to opine real quick breaking news this is not a prediction this is a spoiler we're going to be talking about in 2023 the usfl 
the XFL and the fan control football league taking over the world of football. And Scotty D's gonna love it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, no, we're not. Any cold? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're no we're not. <laughs> for, 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 first of all, uh before I uh, opine on my decision, I just found out that the Super Bowl is February the twelfth. Which coincides mm-hmm. once again with Valentine's, Valentine's weekend. weekend. I'm going to I'm gonna have to shoot my manager um, a note. I, look, I, I get that morning, but at night you forget about it. I don't give a damn. I'm, I'm not working. <laughs> that's just that's just not gonna happen. All right, all right. So enough of me rambling about me trying to get time off for the Super Bowl. Um, story 2022. I would have to say the retirement of Serena Williams. Uh, before we uh, went on air this segment, I told B-Live, I said, hey, B-Live, Serena Williams turned pro in October 1995. And how old was she, B-Live? 15 years old. Yeah, which means she's a year older than us. And so she's been a pro for most of her The, adult the two life. of us, Scotty D, uh, you're, you're not. I, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. This yeah. one. Thank you, B-Live, for the clarification stuff anyway so uh <laughs> yeah so um serena williams is all is often considered in many circles as one of the best athletes of all time she was always in peak physical condition um most people may remember her from that puma cat suit that she wore in 2003 but that's neither here nor there <laughs> um nice oh boy anyways so um so serena williams is is, is you know Often said, like, like I said, Main Circle was one of the best to ever do it. Um, there was a point in time for 319 weeks, including a joint record of 186 consecutive weeks. She finished as the year-end number one five times. She won 23 Grand Slams titles, um, the most by any player in the open era, and second most of all time. I will say this, man. She had a pretty stellar career all throughout the early 2000s where, you know, she was starting to reach her, you know, her, her apex and then, like, you know, the – the tw- the twenty teens, if you want to call it, she was still there, and I guess you know, come around the twenty twenties, I guess she's like, you know what, I think I want to go ahead and retire. But she hasn't fully retired; she has remained inactive. So, I guess in the words of the Undertaker in his Hall of Fame speech, you can never say never. But um, yeah, one of the biggest sports stories, one of the biggest sports moments of the years, is uh, the retirement of Serena Williams. Um, I'm not going to lie, every time any of the Opens were on TV, I had to make sure I was by it, and she was on TV, I was there. And uh, I love me some Serena Williams, and um, she's earned over $94 million over her playing wow. career. Um, her singles record is 858 um, wins, 156 losses, and 84.6 winning percentage, all right? Wow. Yeah. 73 career titles, ranking uh, fifth overall, and highest ranking was number one back in July 8th, 2002, 20 years ago. Long, Longevity, man. She she won the U.S. Uh, Australian Open a bunch of times, Wimbledon uh, a lot of times, U.S. Open, French Open, Australia. You name it, she did it. Grand Slam Cup, Tour Finals. She got a gold medal in the Olympic Games. And as a double, she's 192 and 35 with an 84.6 winning percentage, 23 career doubles titles, and number one all-time, her highest ranking. That happened back in June 21st of <clears> 2010. <throat> so um, Serena Williams, man, 
enjoy your retirement kind of sort of not really retirement if you want to be you know remain um inactive and take care of your daughter and enjoy your husband you deserve every single moment of it yeah, yeah she was important man she was important she was a breakthrough athlete in a sport that was predominantly white people much the way that tiger woods broke through in golf i mean she 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 crossed over and, and, and broke down boundaries and, and brought more people in more eyes onto the sport and, yep. and did. So I thought really, really in a classy way. She, I always found her, her very likable. I mean, very, very extremely likable her and, and Venus both. And then they, they even had the movie this year. I mean, uh, which was, which was really, it was a really good movie. I, I, I thought it was very well done. And, you know, and it led to that kind of cool Oscars moment, you know, up on the stage. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, she, but she was very important. And speaking of retirement, it, it, <laughs> it was a pretty big story this year that Coach K walked away. And he, yep. I think he had been coaching Duke since 1935, if I'm not mistaken. So a long tenure for for Coach K at Duke. I think he, he coached there for 102 years or something. <laughs> I thought it was 82. 80, 80, 80, 82. Whatever. It was a long time. It was a long time. You know it's a long time when they take the fall off of it. Can I segue? Can I segue now? Real quick. Can I segue to this? Real quick. I want to segue. Because we talk about all these retirements, all these great moments. My favorite moment of us podcasting this year, easily by far, was when someone unretired and that almost brings up to our next part of the show um do you remember when somebody unretired and um somebody had to hit the dump button <laughs> yeah i mm. talking about tom brady and it and, and it broke eddie cool's heart that the mfr came back yeah yeah <laughs> It really broke my heart. I was aggravated. I showed everybody. And, uh, yeah, him coming back, it didn't do him no good. He got all kind of mess going on. But with that <laughs> being said, fellas, guess what time it is? What time is it? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. It's time once again for our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. And the subject, <laughs> you guessed it, Tom. Answer a thousand middle names here. Brady, with that being said, hey, yo, button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming at you. Not now, but right now. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful land. Emma! So loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, you guessed it, the choices of the voices. We ask you a question, you give us the answer. B-Live gives me the answer because you know I'm working like I'm, I'm losing my mind. And uh, we talk about it. And then we talk about it as well, too. Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices? The final one for 2022. Oh, well, he, he struggled again this week, Tom Brady did. And we were talking last week, in light of his struggles this year, do you feel... That is more likely that Tom Brady will call it a career based on that, like he's just worn out, or is this going to fuel him into returning yet another year? I mean, we retired earlier this year, and it felt like it was a lot of that was because he wanted to dedicate more time to his family and his beautiful wife, and then he went back 
and then they went away. That it caused a bit, it caused a lot of uh, a lot of strife, a lot of marriage. I mean, it, it it basically ended his marriage pretty much from from what we understand from the outside looking in. Now that he's free of that, does he say, ah, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and play another year anyhow? Or is this has this year been so taxing on him, both? personally and professionally that this is going to be it for Tom Brady. So what do we think? What do we get here? Eddie? cool. I was going to get into it. Brian Lovell says he needs to retire. What else does he have to prove? He should retire two years ago. All right. So Brian mm-hmm. Lovell says two years ago, you should have hung up the cleats. All right. Sammy Poult says him and Rogers need to retire. They should have retired last year. So now we got Aaron Rodgers in the conversation. Yeah. All right, the maniac Mike Davis, he says he's going to be a 49er next year. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when he was a, when he left uh, New England two years ago, San Francisco didn't even take a run out of men. They were satisfied with Jimmy G at that point. So yeah. uh, now that he's older and less effective, they're going to make a run out. Yeah, they got a rookie out there slinging it around the yard. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Mr. Mr. Can't even say, I don't, can we say Irrelevant because he's definitely not irrelevant. He's no. relevant right now. <laughs> yeah, extremely right. relevant. All right, Matty Ice Martin Tracy said, of course he's going to play another year. Let him squeeze into the uh, to this year's playoffs, and based off that division, entirely possible. Yeah, based off that division, entirely possible. Sorry, I can't read today. Um, who wants to face Brady in the playoffs? It's not like he doesn't have um, doesn't have any playoff experience there, and he put the number forty seven. Is that going to be how old he's going to be, right? 47? Or that's playoff games he has. I'm not sure. Either way, way, it don't matter how much experience. They're terrible. They're not going to make any noise. Not even going to win the division because my parents are going to do it because um, I just feel like that's what's going to happen. Could. Yeah. Boom. Shoot, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that last game that we played. Up. Yep. All right, Sandy Heinerman said, I heard that he already has been approached by Fox for big bucks. Now, that was I a, that, think that's that a, a deal already done, right? That's, that deal's been yeah, done. That deal's already yeah. done. They just, they just wait for him to say, they, I'm done they, and I'm ready. I'm just yeah. still trying to figure out how in the world Fox is like, oh, well, just anytime you decide to come on and join us, here's Three hundred and seventy-five million dollars for the next ten years. Right, they haven't even heard me yet. Right, they haven't. They haven't even heard us. Right, that's what I'm saying. You three hundred and seventy-five million dollars for Tom Brady? No, no. Just get the three of us for much cheaper. Right. (laughs) I mean, better return on your money. Absolutely. Let's go. I mean, hell, we'll take twenty million dollars and make them old. And we'll, man, we'll give you content. Fox, um, inbox us, um, hit us up on Twitter, Sports Bros at Sports Bros PCAST. Let's talk some business. All right. So here we go. We got Craig Burns. He said, "Please go away." I used to be a huge fan of then. Uh, used to be a huge fan, and then TB12 happened. I now see him and his buddy Alex as a narcissist, as a narcissist and a con man. He'll probably play until he's 50 if he can find a team to accommodate his every demand. Wow. Yeah. Patriot fan. Patriot fan. The question <laughs> is, wasn't TB12 already a thing? Isn't that his initials before it became Tampa Bay? 
Uh-oh. You know, you remember yeah, the TV, but I think the he's talking about brand. the brand. Right. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I see you. He's, yeah. he, he, he's not feeling the brand. No. <laughs> the no. Tom Brady brand, TV it, 12. Jesus. There's a commercial on him TV right now. He's still like he's throwing the struggle, struggle, throw the ball. Anyways, all right, we got Lynn Sawyer. She said, one more game in New England so he can retire a Patriot. Yeah, I do think he'll eventually sign that one of those one-day contracts and retire there as a Patriot, especially because it seemed like uh, whenever him and Belichick had the game up in New England, they kind of buried the hatchet from from what it seems. I, I could see him. Yeah. Do, he's not going to play there again, but I could see him signing a contract and retiring there. Yeah. Uncle Max, our Hall of Famer. Get well soon, buddy. We are praying for you now more than ever. Uncle Max says he will retire. Cost him his marriage coming back. It cost him his marriage coming back this year. He will be a booth. He will be in the booth and make a go for it. So Uncle Max says he's going to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> he's going to be in the booth. Uh, Very possible. I still don't understand. How I would much rather be in a booth making 37.5 million. You make the same amount of money and not get hit. Yeah. Sign me up. But I, I don't know. And you uh, still get to be on the road and do all the other things. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, shoot, he could be a touring brand, literally, like for real. Like he's already a touring brand now, but he could really be, you know, make that touring brand money. All right. Bradley Piper gave us something hot and spicy. He's oh, we saying, missed. We missed. Hold on. We missed. Uh, I'm sorry. Joe, Joe Gary Joey Buckets. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Joey, Joey Buckets. I'm Welcome sorry. Welcome back, Joey Buckets. What's up, Joe? I just saw this NSFW and I and it and I'm like, flies, do you know what? Bees to honey and white on rice. All right. So Joey Buckets said he'll come back and win one more ring. Um, all while all while dating a team of models, and the hate for him will level up. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. You might be onto something. That that reminds me, I gotta post this meme that um because uh, I, I caught a glimpse, I saw a picture of this um one Tampa Bay fan that is just in love with Tom Brady. And that's a new guy. She, 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 yeah, she, she looked like she, she's a younger version of Giselle. <laughs> you you pick out the difference. I'll post that up after you get yeah. that recording. He, he should date a team of models right now. Why would he not? I mean, come on. I ain't lying. You, you, don't, you don't leave Giselle and go date you gotta yeah. upgrade right yeah you, yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't yeah you don't downgrade to just you know you don't downgrade from giselle and go date tina from the tacky tack tavern come on now get out of here <laughs> where did you where did you get that from i don't the, know the tacky tack tavern i don't yeah. know <laughs> I, I don't know you we'll put that one yeah, in you, the archives you, you leave her for the likes of me and you go and do <laughs> models hey man you gotta do what you gotta do man all right Bradley Piper gave us something so spicy, so I'm going to try my best way to make the most of it, right? He said, that new thing made him get divorced. <laughs> Stay in the game and suck at football. So, um, yeah, Bradley Piper thinks uh, something new got in the way. <laughs> and that's why that's why I'm, I when I was typing this out, I was like, let me put that in there because I don't need Ed to be reading too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you saw my you saw my eyes already jumped too. I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> All right, let me, let me yeah. put this disclaimer in there because that new thing <laughs> gonna <Yeah>. get us. <laughs> we we made a vow that we're gonna we, we're gonna be a clean program. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna cuss for likes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's how you sell out. We ain't selling out over here, right? Angel Marie, she said, what I think he should do, what I think he should do is not the same as what I think he will do. I think he should call it quits, take the L and go on about his life. What I think he will do is go ahead and try again next year to end his career um, with a better record because at this point he's already lost his wife. So what's the point of quitting now? Wow. <laughs> well, well, she, she ain't lying. She ain't lying. You ain't lying, Angel. Yeah, good one, good one, good one. She, um, Angel, she actually um just moved to um, I think she's um moved to Akron. She was used to live here in Fayetteville. Okay. And she was actually at the um um the Ravens Browns game this past. Th that was her very first um NFL game. She got to see. The Ravens and the Browns. So I apologize ahead of time because that was a horrible game to watch. <laughs> but the Browns did win, so to her delight and everything. So I'm glad that she got to experience that. I did dub her as an honorary sports sis um, enjoying that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my coworkers, he gave up his shift um, because he wound up getting a free ticket through one of our other coworkers. And I heard they were like, on StubHub or Ticketmaster, like anywhere between twenty to five dollars, you could get a ticket. Had I known that, I would <clears throat> can't come to work. <laughs> All right, we got Anthony Butler. What's going on, buddy? He said he'll go back to the Pats on a one to two year deal. Either Edelman or Gronk will come out of retirement and join him. It it'll be the worst season by him and Billy B have ever had together. <laughs> if I'm wrong and they win, it's one of the best stories of all time. I be rooting for him, and I'm not a fan. They have a quarterback. They still just go, Mike Jones, just push you to the side. Literally, yeah. Ask Chandler like, Jones. On. He had no problem doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, all right. TB, Tony Bogan, what's happening, baby? Uh, he got a podcast coming soon, so stay tuned, all right? All right, Tony Bogan said, I think that it all depends on how this season shakes out. If Brady goes deep in the playoffs this year or wins the Super Bowl, he retires. He hangs it up. However, if the Bucs don't make the playoffs this year, he comes back for one final year and then retires. So, so he, he comes back for one final year and then retires. He ain't going deep in none of that. <laughs> no, no, hate to break news to you. All right, John Henderson, he said, living in Tampa, we have some – We have man, living in Tampa, we have some more access to what plagues Brady. It hinges on the coaching. Um, is that what local is it that's what the local chapter says hinges on the coaches. If they maintain Todd Bowles, he's likely done. If they replace Bowles, he takes another shot. That's the talk in Tampa town hmm. right now. So if Todd Bowles yeah. is gone, he comes back. If Todd Bowles stays, then he gone. So um yeah, so yes. shout everybody for their participation this week's choices of the voices. Be live. Yeah, little insider information. I like it. Yeah, yeah, insider. that's interesting. <laughs> I had, I hadn't, I hadn't uh, thought of that angle before. Exactly. Be live. Does he come back? What the hell does he do? Let's see how the best way I can put this together. I absolutely think he comes back, and I am all for it. You know why he comes back? Because they're not going to do anything this year. I think he does leave Tampa Bay. And honestly, please keep holding the team hostage. Keep playing. Keep denying that Father Time will catch up to you. Only reason for him to keep playing is for extremely selfish reasons. 
So it has nothing to do with anybody else. At this point in time, it's now <coughs> just about Tom Brady. You don't owe the league anything. You've won it all. But for you to still want to play is denying someone an opportunity to shine. At least you aren't trying to spite your own franchise like someone um, up in Green Bay named A.A. Ron. Dude, like he, he, he's literally pushing Jordan Love out. Like they want to, they want to go to Jordan Love like right now and start developing him. And he's like, I'm coming back next year, so there's no need to do that. I'm like, Yo, my dude. Where I, and I wonder, I and I wonder where and who he learned that from. I'll give you one <laughs> hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tom Brady, let it go, bro. Really, honestly, it, y- your time has passed. Let new talent come in. You, you, you don't owe anything else. Go sit in the booth, talk about some things. Hire us. Um, take two million of that thirty-seven point five million a year. Hire us, so you have a little bit more flavor on whenever you're talking, because um, we'll help you out. And um, yeah, that's what Tom Brady. That's what you should should do instead of what you're going to do anyway. But what the heck do I know, Scotty D? What do you think he's going to do? Man, I've gone back and forth on this so so many times, and. I, I was kind of leaning towards this, and then I hear what the, this information is about the Todd Bowles thing, and it kind of solidifies my answer because I do think that Todd Bowles is probably going to be shown the door. He was kind of a late hire, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't Arians like kind of late to scratch on this? So yeah. he, he well, see the thing about this from everything I read before, Arians was going to still be the coach, but Tom Brady unretired, so Arians was like, I'm, I'm done. And went to the front office and let um, Tom Bowles have the team, which probably um, Tom Brady didn't agree with. And it's yeah. been that whole little dynamic. So it, 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 it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, Arians didn't didn't step down from the coaching position at the end of the season, like when all right. the other firings and retirements were, were happening, whatever. I, I, I think I think the Bowles is is probably going to be a fall guy here and i think i think brady is going to say we're going to i want to try this one more time i can't leave on this terrible bad note i had to do some personal things this past year i didn't even 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 missed what was that, like a week and a half of training camp which is very unlike tom brady to do something like that i think he wants to try to make this right i think he's going to play again another year with a different coach but he's going to still be in tampa bay <sighs> It's it's something I, I won't be surprised on either decision, but I kind of just feel like this guy loves the game so much. He knows that he doesn't have much time left. He wants to squeeze out one more year, and he doesn't want to leave it the way it is. Now, if he gets hot and wins the Super Bowl, maybe that's different. But I I just think this team is is they're running yeah, on fumes this year. So, but I do th- I think we're gonna see Brady one more year. Eddie, cool. Oh. <laughs> Tom Brady robbed us of a moment here in the Sports Bowls podcast. We're supposed to be talking about March Madness. We're supposed to get into that. But oh, him being the thunder-stealing, self-absorbed person that he is, it had to be all (laughs) eyes on Tom. Nope, you couldn't let the college kids have their little day that they usually have this time of the year. All right, Tom, you are what? September through February. That's Tom time. All right. All the other times, 
You let somebody else do what they want to do, all right? I don't want to say it pains me to say this, but I think Tom, Edward Patrick Carmichael, Jewel, Hamilton, Smith, Zabransky III, he going to come back. Reason being is because he's not leaving on his terms. So to speak, for example, he wants to leave up on top like John Elway did and Jerome Bettis did. He wants to leave out on top because that's the way you leave out, on top. Ray Lewis, yeah. leave out on top. He had his chance. He had his chance. Yeah, he did. And and I, and I think it's just, um, you know, th this season, I, I think if Tom Brady comes back uh, next year, He'll be he'll have less distractions. He'll be less he'll he'll be less distracted unless you know one of them, one of them young things down there get his you know get get his head going real quick. But I, I'm just like I think if Tom Brady comes back next year, you'll see a focused Tom Brady because when Tom Brady is focused, he is dangerous. I'm just hoping he take his ass out of the NFC South. I don't want to see him no more. I don't know. Go play in Houston. Go play in Detroit. Go bug somebody else. But just get the hell out of the division because, see, see, now, 15 years ago, we had something called Far Watch. Now, all these years later, we got Brady Watch. But um, I will say this. I would not be surprised if Tom Brady comes back next year off of the simple fact that he wants to go out on top and said, yes, I won my last game at the Super Bowl. And like y'all said, he had his chance. We got to see Tom Brady drink Casamigos, be drunk, stumble on the boat, damn near fall yeah. to a river, and toss a Lombardi trophy from one side of the water to the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to see Tampa Tom. We got to see Tom <laughs> let it all hang out. So it's just, uh, if, I'm saying, if he comes back, I won't be surprised. Will I be excited? Not as much. Because, you know, he don't. It, he owns every damn record. Every, every quarterback record, you name it, he got it. He got like what, a hundred thousand passing yards, yep. and I think regular season and um, playoffs over a yeah, hundred thousand yards. Yeah, and I, and I think you know even though they throw the ball a lot in Canada, he's leaps and bounds above the the, the professional football record. Take that in consideration. So um, yeah, a hundred thousand yards and all the touchdowns and Brady, <laughs> Brady, Brady being greedy, greedy, greedy. Scotty here's D. Some, here's something that, that, that I didn't I, I, I didn't uh address though is I, I don't believe he has a contract beyond this year. So would Tampa even offer him another one? I mean, I, I would tend to think that they would, just because he's still Tom Brady, he's still the draw, he's still gonna be better than what you probably you're going to bring in otherwise. But I think his contract is is finished. So maybe that could be in consideration too. Yeah. Either way, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, we might have us a Mike Glennon sighting. You never know. Scotty <laughs> D, what's on tap for next year's Choices of the Voices? We're going to hold off and uh, we're going to give everybody a break as we go into the new year. We'll start with a brand new question on in a brand new year. So we're going to leave it at that and, uh, th and thank everyone for participating throughout this entire year because this segment has been one of our favorites. It gets us all talking, gets us involved with you, our listeners, and our followers. So we'll come up with a brand-new question in 2023. Who it's do y'all think is going to win it all in the college football playoff? Michigan, Georgia, Clem TCU, <laughs> Ohio State, 
There's your question. We can't, we can't just leave you hanging. Yeah, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw a poll question up for that, and we'll talk that over. <laughs> back. I like I like that. But I was like, oh, my God, we're leaving the people hanging. Got to give the people, give the people what they want. My bad. I'm sorry. That's a whole nother show. Sorry, I'm Jalen Rose. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. <laughs> All right, y'all. With that being said, coming right up is a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Coming soon, round of pepper. And everybody's healthy. That's good. More pepper after this. Coming right up, right here on the Sports Rose Podcast. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, it's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we're going to wrap it up with a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of soda, not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. With that being said, I'll go first. And this time I got one that I can read and sounds good. On this day in history, <laughs> back in 1983, a year after I was born, Guy Lafleur of the Montreal Canadiens becomes the 10th NHL to score 500 goals. A long time ago, 500 goals was a big deal. But then we just had Alex Ovechkin, who scored his 800th career goal. And Scotty D, he's only trailing Wayne Gretzky. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh, uh, let me keep that going. He's um, he's trailing Gretzky. Gretzky has 894. Actually, uh, Gordy Howell has 801 goals. He may have that taken care of by the time we finish this podcast. This evening, uh, he had a hat. He had a hat trick on December thirteenth at Chicago, and uh, at thirty-seven years old, of Vetchkin, if he if he continues on his current path, he could break that. Uh, he, he he could be in Gretzky's ballpark by the twenty-five twenty-six season. That's kind of where where we're projected. I think he does it. I really think he does it. Over to you, Scotty D. I kind of do too. Um, all right, so. Carlos Correa was the latest to sign an absolutely absurd contract. Carlos Correa signed for 13 years, $350 million with San Francisco. 13 years. What what are these guys thinking with the, with the length of these contracts? Xander Bogarts got 11 years, $280 million from San Diego. Uh, I, I, the, the, the judge won nine years, $350 million. The Cubs gave Dansby Swanson seven years, $177 million. These contracts in the winter meetings are exploding. The hot stove is heating up, and the Pirates traded for Connor Joe. Who? Connor Joe. Big things are coming to the Berg in 2023. <laughs> Be live over to you. At least you still got <laughs> what's his name? Uh, big 6'8". Um, big boy. O'Neill Cruz. Yes, O'Neal. yes, yes. At least you got him. Um, with the Dancy Swanson signing, just over these this offseason, there's been over a billion dollars spent on short short stops. stops yes, short wow. stop. Over ridiculous. a billion dollars spent on short stop and three billion In total. The- <laughs> from what I saw, three billion total. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I don't normally do this for a pepper point, but this is just the difference that a few weeks, a couple of months make when it comes to sports in general. I'm actually going to um, say this quote, the time frame from one of my one of my um, 
um, one of my dudes that I met over the course of this past year. He's now a fan of our podcast. And he is a diehard Detroit Lions fan. And he goes by the name of Patrick Foodie. This is my first pepper point. On October 24th, after the Detroit Lions went down and lost to the Dallas Cowboys 24-6, bringing their record to 1-5, and five, he had this to say about the current situation, the, the situation in Detroit. Dan Campbell is just a louder version of Rod Marinelli. Never, uh, been, uh. <laughs> never been a coordinator before. Becoming a head coach has a rah-rah, we-are-so-close attitude, and the players love him. Unfortunately, they both were or are awful head coaches. We could have had Dayball, Arthur Smith, Robert Sala, but not. We, but now... We have a glorified cheerleader as a head coach. It honestly sucks being a fan of this team. And now they sit seven and seven. And he literally said, after all the friend of his says, seven weeks later, you're ready to. And he said, this is correct. Insert whatever you want to fill in the blank. I'm not going to say it on the air, but Eddie Cool, the ball. Let's just remember what B-Live said two years ago about those same Lions. I said just, it. I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. By... At some point in time, Uncle Max said those pesky Lions. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to carry the tradition on. The Uncle Max pesky pick. Okay, them lions. Let's get it. Let's go. Yes, sir. But we don't need them to be pesky against us. We need them to be. We need them to be some regular ass. Lions. Well, you 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 right this week, guy. Yeah. You is yeah. you you right. You right. Yeah. That is Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Think about it. We had the we had the Jets and who was it? the Jets and somebody else playing. And it's like, oh, they're. Playing for playoff position. Now we got the Lions in the pass player position. All right, so here we go. All right, you remember last week um, during the podcast, I re- uh, one of my pepper points was about Dylan Johnson, a former running back from uh, Mississippi State University, and how he called out um, Coach Mike Leach, saying that Coach Mike Leach didn't like him. And I remind you then, I remind you now, and I remind you forever. Be mindful of your words because you never know how it'll affect you in the future, right? At the time of my pepper point, Mike Leach was in the hospital and it was looking too bleak. Uh, and early and on early Tuesday morning, sad to say, Mike Leach passed away at 61 years old due to complications from a heart attack. Um, if you ever get a chance to watch <laughs> a Mike Leach press conference. He's talking about any and everything except football. If you want to be entertained, (laughs) if you want to be entertained, damn it, Mike Leach left a legacy. He just left a legacy. I'll say that. From his offensive, um, I mean, he was responsible for for Patrick Mahomes, the air raid offense. Mike Leach is one of the best to ever do it. All right, so 
a week, because today's Tuesday, a week after his passing. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's kind of been on my mind, like, wow, you know, how much Dylan Johnson feel? Well, I found out via his Twitter account, um, Dill underscore 7K. He says the following. I know we had our differences and opinions on things. And I know we didn't see eye to eye on things, but we are family. And sometimes families have disagreements. Um, it's a part of life. I'm sorry this happened to you, Coach Leach. I love you, bro. And keep swinging that sword, my guy. Just, just goes to show, just be mindful of your words because you never know what could happen. So think before you type. If you think it's going to cause you any kind of trouble and strife, do not press in. But shout out to uh, Dylan Johnson for realizing that, you know what? Maybe he wasn't so bad after all. So uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. And Mike Leach's favorite gummy bears are Haribo gummy bears. Oh, I got to show you the clip. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. If I could go back and do it over again, I think I would be a high school quarterback. Yeah, I think I would have gone for it. Because nowadays, high school quarterbacks are already worth $8 million. And that is millionaire, millionaire Nico, who's heading to Tennessee next year. If you haven't seen this guy, he's from Long Beach, California. He's already, he's 70 years old, already worth $8 million. And uh, he's becoming a YouTube sensation with his bright pajama pants and his, and his long braids. And guys, I, I, I think it... it I think if I had to do over again, I would have been a uh, a millionaire quarterback. If only we could go back in time. <sighs> the, the, the money's killing me. <laughs> from from the millionaire Nico to Carlos Correa, I, and my car broke down this week. The money's just killing me. A seventeen year old kid, eight million dollars hasn't played a college football game yet. Unbelievable. Be live. Over to you. Shoot, hey, either that or a left-handed pitcher. I'm over left-handed pitcher. I'm over here trying to read his last name. Is yes. it that, I, I'm a lever. Yes, I'm a lever. I'm a high school. I'm a lever. High school rich. That's hilarious. I'm a lever. I'm a lever too. Eight million nil. Boy, that that's a that's the story. NIL and the transfer pro portal. That's another story for 2022. And Amen. I'm gonna leave it and I'm gonna leave that right in 2022 because 2023 is already gonna be even a bigger mess until they get it. They they gotta have some out like some some limit to this. This is parameters. Crazy. I, I read I read something real quick. 13,000 players play um um NCAA football. Over a thousand are in the transfer portal right now. God. Like what not only that but now we and we got now we also have college kids skipping playoff games, not just bowl games, playoff games because of their future NFL career. Uh, Smith and Jigba. Uh, he did for the story first came out that it was a doctor's decision, but it's come out he to won't, be a little he won't be the last. He won't be the last. No. I'm over here like, all right. Speaking of college football and speaking of transfers and speaking of NIL deals and speaking of deals all across the board, the Celebration Bowl this year 
had a little bit of a stigma to it because before the Celebration Bowl, which happened between um, yeah, University of North Carolina Central and Jackson State, the SWAC champion versus the MEAC champion, the um, Historically Black Colleges Universities championship game, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, takes off and says he is going to join the, um, he's going to be the new head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. And there's all kinds of controversy and talk and blah, blah, blah. But he says he has unfinished business back at Jackson State. The unfinished business was the Celebration Bowl. But UNC Central said, not so fast. You're not just going to brush us aside and think you're just going to roll in and roll out as, as champion. Nope, 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 nope. We came to play spoiler, and that's what they did in an overtime victory over Jackson State. And then here comes the fallout. But your UNC Central, they are the Celebration Bowl national champion, HBCU national champions. Um, Coach Prime is now 0-2 in the Celebration Bowl. And as it stands now, North Carolina A&T is the only team in Celebration Bowl history to um, finish the season undefeated and champion of the Celebration Bowl. So A&T thinks UNC Central, Jackson State, and Coach Prime, um, hit the road, Jack, because you ain't swag. Eddie Cool. That, I just came. I just came up with that off the dome. Not even gonna lie to you, Eddie. Cool. I like it. The ball. That's funny as hell. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> all right. So in life, sometimes we all have second, third, fourth, and sometimes fifth chances. In the case of Oregon tight end Cameron McCormick, his opportunity comes at the ninth, the ninth chance. All right. So dig this. All right. I'm reading, um, I, I saw the picture earlier on Facebook. I'm like, I got to do some research, right? All right, so Pac-12 player granted ninth year of college eligibility by <laughs> the NCAA. So the dude got to be about damn near 40. Oh, Chris Winkie looking so. Yeah, Chris Winkie. You see how that panned out? All right, so I'm looking at the picture here, right? On um, on um, the college football, on, on Fox's college football Instagram. Okay. In 2016, he red-shirted. In 2017, he was a red-shirt freshman. In 2018, he suffered a season-ending injury. In 2019, he missed a season from said injury. 2020, obviously, COVID year, ain't nobody played. All right? 2021, he had another season-ending injury. 2022, this year, he was a senior. 2023, he got granted a year of eligibility, and guess what? Cam McCormick will be returning to the Oregon Ducks for another year of eligibility in 2024. He said, I've thought about it, and it's a tough decision, McCormick said after Friday's practice. I'm not totally keen on what my decision is going to be yet. I'm going to continue to enjoy this game with my teammates and make the decision after the game um 
I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine doing nine. If anything, I applied for it just to have it after Ohio State last year. I tore my Achilles and thankfully was able to get it. The options there, I do have it. Whether I use it, it's in the air. Thinking about returning for year number eight. <laughs> So what would he be like? <laughs> a, a a ninth year, a eighth year senior? I, you know, it, I, it, I, we we this, we we need our research department. Be live. To look up the all time record. <laughs> we because because this is this is this. Oh, that has, that has to be the record. I'm I'm not looking that up. I'm not, I'm not looking. I'm not yeah. looking for what? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Chris Winky played. Chris Winky was um he went um. What is it? Minor league baseball, and then enrolled into college. So that's why he was so old when he um, won his Heisman. He won the Heisman at twenty eight years old, but he didn't start college until he was twenty five. And then for whatever reason, my bad, sorry, my Panthers decided to draft a twenty eight year old quarterback. Don't know for- what in the hell that was about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's it's Scotty D's turn. Uh, I, oh, this... over over to you, Scotty D. Over to you, Scotty. We're not even gonna go down that <laughs> road. All right. I just wanted to finish the um my last pepper point of the year, uh, talking about something kind of near and dear to my heart. The three of us we met in Myrtle Beach. We've been friends from we we will all expanded out of Myrtle Beach. That's where we met. But uh, a year ago, a good friend of mine passed away. Uh, an older gentleman named Walt Garnett, who was an athlete in his, when he in his younger days at Marshall University, and this year Marshall defeated UConn earlier today on December nineteenth. They defeated UConn in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the third annual Myrtle Beach Bowl, and I just thought this would have been uh, something very special that Walt would have loved, and th- not only that, the people of Myrtle Beach must have loved it too because. There was only the listed attendance was over 12,000, which doubled the previous years, nearly doubled the previous year, which was Tulsa and Old Dominion. And the first year were between App State and North Texas. But I just want to say on a personal note, I was very happy to see Marshall make that bowl game and defeat UConn in Myrtle Beach, our home away from home. And that's it. And that's that's my last one of the year. And thank you to everyone for listening to all my pepper points all year long. Be live. Take us home. Do you understand how many people in the greater Myrtle Beach area are from West Virginia? A lot of more. Uh, <laughs> they have a big gap. Yeah. If, if they're smart, that's a team they would want to try to target many years because that, I mean, just the number don't lie. Look, they, they've yeah. nearly, they nearly doubled their previous year's attendance. So, you know, sometimes a bowl game, they get, they find a team that, uh, that, that draws from and that, that worked out well for them. Yeah. All right. The, the Sports Bros Podcast, Myrtle Beach Bowl. I love the way that it sounds. <laughs> Whoa, I like it. Ooh. I like it. I like Ooh. it a lot. Let's get it. Let's go. Third and final pepper point. <sighs> we had a heartfelt moment this weekend where you got to see Tiger Woods and his son Charlie play in our pro-am at the um, PNC championship. Well, and you got to see him and his son 
in matching outfits. Got to see them on Sunday, both wearing the red, the Sunday red. That um, everybody knows as a special special cheat code character on PGA Tiger Woods, the golf game. And, and well, all the stats are 105. That just, well, I, I know that because I played a lot of it. But you saw the epitome of like father, like son this weekend. Because, I mean, you have all the similarities to the stroke, the golf game, and everything like that. He learned from his dad. Fist pump. He all, the fist pump, all, all of the things. He also <laughs> learned how to be hurt like <laughs> his dad. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lay out. I am not going to lay out. Yes, you <laughs> Because somehow, because you and we know Tiger, um, he went through the, the horrific accident. I'm very thankful to see him playing golf, but you can see that he is made of more titanium parts than it is his own body when it comes to his legs and his hips and everything like that. Well, on Friday, his son Charlie rolled his ankle. Oh, boy. And Mm -hmm. you could see him limping around the entire golf course. While his dad is riding in the golf cart, everything get out of the golf cart. He limp his way to a shot, and then he get back in the golf cart. His son is limping the entire way across this seven thousand yard um, golf course, and but this is this is why there um there is a big difference between pain and injury, and even. Even Charlie said, at 13 years old, mind you, and I want to pull this up just to make sure. <laughs> it was a, it, he basically was saying that this is something, as a young kid, I, I can walk. I'm strong enough to do this, and this and it builds character. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, really, though? <laughs> I was like, how do you – like? They had, they were limping together. <laughs> like, how? You can't make this up. But it was, it was a beautiful thing to see the future because you know he's going to compete. This is name alone. We're going to be watching his every move, and hopefully, he will, um, he will obtain a level of success similar to his dad. It's going to be tough to do because those are really big shoes to fill. But man, to see them play together, to see how far Tigers come back after all the multiple injuries, the car accident, everything he's gone through, it's a beautiful thing to see. And yes. we hope to see Charlie Woods compete um, at the next level very soon, as we know he will. And that's your feel good end of the year third pepper point from your boy, the Almighty D Live. Yes, sir. All right. And with that being said, as I'm over here ordering dinner on my phone, there's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Yes, I'm hungry, and I got to get something. <laughs> but your pepper point is good, B-Live. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's called, it's called multitasking, baby. You got to multitask, baby. Scotty D, man, you got anything you want to say before we get up out of here for the final time in 2022? Oh, to you guys, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I look forward to our first episode uh, in January. Same um, here. Same here. Merry uh, Christmas. Uncle Max, 
I know that you um, I know that you're gonna make it through surgery and be stronger than ever as our resident Hall of Famer, man. Our prayers are with you. College football, college football playoffs. We'll be talking about the aftermath. We'll be talking about the after the semifinal matches um, between Georgia and Ohio State, Michigan versus TCU. Georgia, I believe it's going to go all the way, but we shall see. All the Orange, Clemson versus Tennessee, the two teams that beat Clemson this year, Notre Dame versus South Carolina, (laughs) and I'm out. Eddie, I'm going to go pick up your food. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, But before we get up out here for the final time in 2022, uh, I want to tell our listeners, thank you for supporting us and listening to us right here on the Sports Bowls podcast. Um, always, as always, as always, go to the description box and click that link and check us out on all of our social media platforms. If you listen to us on Spotify, guess what you can do? You can leave us some comments and tell us what you think about the show. And from time to time, I'll be posting questions. So Spotify listeners, pay attention, look alive. There's a way you can get involved in the show as well, too. And to everybody else that's listening to us on other platforms, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Y'all have a happy holidays. Love each other. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat Eddie Cool's food. You and Scott, go pick it up. I'm gonna eat it while he's talking. All right, cool. And, and in closing, and I'm gonna beat. Right. And I'm beating both your asses. <laughs> and then in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden. R.I.P. to Mike Leach. Shout out to Dylan Johnson for doing the right thing, and shout out to everybody for just. Just being here. It's been another episode of Sports Bowls Podcast. I'm hungry, B-Lab. Take us home. Yes, sir. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Should all acquaintance be forgot and the words I do not know. Gonna keep on singing cause that's this world all like sign Rudolph Rudolph should have blew his nose. He's the one that's sick. All right, bye. See y'all later. <laughs> Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.